Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. He rose, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go back there. And because he had been warned in a dream, he departed for the region of Galilee. He went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. I want to try to convey three points for us. Uh, The first point being what the celebration is we have today, that of the Holy Family. So it's important for us to recognize and to acknowledge that the family is the most core element when it comes to relationships. That is, within the family, every human being has a right to a mother and to a father, and the preservation of the family is vital for the mortality, or not mortality, the morality of the world. And if people want to argue us with that, they're wrong. I'm just not going to argue. Like, you're just wrong. The family is vital. End of story. The second point is considering just more about the attributes of the Holy Family. So sometimes we look at them and we see the really pretty statues and the really pretty pictures. We, we think of, you know, the, the nativity scene and like, oh, it's so precious and beautiful. This was a family on the run for their lives. This is a family who had nowhere to call home. This is a family who had crazy beginning. You know, they're entering into this covenantal relationship uh, at the encouragement of angels. Um, Joseph is getting messages and dreams. I mean, you look at this from the outside, they're crazy. And yet we call them the holy family. And so there's a lot we can pull out of that. Jesus, in, in the simplicity of his birth, comes into the messiness of our world and yet has to go on the run now. They, they were, in a sense, like illegal immigrants, you know, striving just to stay alive. And so we can never forget the, the humility that the Holy Family should bring to us in our families, that we come from very, very simple beginnings. The third point is just 
uh, more of a witness, I suppose, more of a, an example to be given. So I'm rereading, I'm, I'm reading the gospel beforehand, just kind of soaking it up, praying about it. And I get to the very last line. He went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. And then it's in italics, he shall be called a Nazarene. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder where that's at in the Old Testament. I want to go find this prophecy. So I Google search, he shall be called a Nazarene, and up comes all your Google stuff. And it says, actually, this wasn't in the Old Testament. I'm like, interessante, let me read more. And this one particular website gives three possible recommendations of what Matthew could have possibly meant by this particular phrase. The first is that he could be referencing, uh, so in, in Hebrew they didn't have vowels, um, they only had consonants, and if you look at Hebrew writing, you read it uh, right to left, uh, top to bottom. And so it's interesting that like, there's symbols and everything, but then there's these dots, and the dots gave you the idea of uh, vowel um, pronunciations. But the, rea- the, the likelihood, is, there's one, the one recommendation is that the N-Z-R, those three letters, would have been the abbreviation uh, which possibly could have referenced something in Isaiah 11 uh, regarding uh, the word nestor or like sprout. So we talk about uh, the, sp- the, the sprout of Jesse's tree and like the Messiah comes from, from that. And so that NZR could have been an abbreviation also used for Nazarene. That's one op- option. Okay. The second option is that Matthew is referring to some prophecy that no one else knows about um, the argument against that, why that's probably not a good idea, is because it's from an argument of silence. You can't prove anything. Okay. So then we go to the third option. The third option is the interesting one. You have to consider the town of Nazareth at that time. Nobody liked Nazareth. It was a crap town. I don't have any, I'm not going to try to compare it to the stuff around here because I don't want to get shanked by anyone. But it was a crap town, okay? Let's just, let's just consider that. That's how, that's how people felt about it. So it was not a nice place. There's two options, right? Uh, one from Psalms and another one from Isaiah, Isaiah 53. When it talks about how the Messiah will be um, humbled and also how the Messiah uh, will be like belittled and, and ridiculed and, and all these negative things, which is what they were doing with Nazareth. Like they ridiculed this town. I say all of this not because I actually came to an actual answer. I didn't, I'm like, all right, it's not in the Old Testament, but like these are the possible ideas. I give this as an example because here I am, the priest, right? People are like, maybe you have, you know the answer. I'm like, actually, I don't know the answer. But I was curious about something. And so I looked it up. And I, did some research and I used some logical, rational thought, and you know, I've learned more now, but it's not going to affect my faith in a in a negative way because I still know the gospel is inerrant. It's without error. It's <laughs> it's God's word. So Matthew was inspired in some way to write this, to give this to us. And the fact is, yeah, we can connect the dots about Nazareth and that he shall be called a Nazarene, that he had to come from somewhere. So again, this idea that the Holy Family, right, in, in their simplicity 
had a really rough beginning, but despite that, they still amounted to something so vital. They, they've given us the, the core framework of what it means to maintain like civilization. So the family is vital for the world. Okay. Within that, we can come from crazy families. We can have really wild upbringings. We can have great ones or bad ones, but that's not going to be the only thing that dictates what we can do. And even if we come from a crap town, we can still amount to greatness. Because Jesus humbled himself, entered into our mess, entered into the messiest of mess, just to show us that we can be elevated when we're united with him. And so we actually need to give thanks for our families today, the good and the bad. We need to give thanks for the craziness that exists out there. And we need to give thanks for our ability to rationally think that this amazing gift from God has given us the ability to seek out knowledge, to seek out truth. Coming back to at least one fact that even if I don't fully understand something, this is still his word, and it still speaks truth, and it moves my heart. So I hope that is a little bit of an encouragement, a little bit of a thought, and a little bit of a, and a just an acknowledgement of like, the family is vital, families are crazy, they come from messy stuff, and even if we don't know something, we can look it up, we can discover more answers, we can gain more knowledge, and we can give gratitude for all of these things.